You're good, honey. Mm. You're good. You're dropping wisdom this episode. <laughs> I'm telling Thir- you, I... You turn 30 and it just makes you like an absolute wise... I'm a wise, wise. owl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Friends by accident. Podcast hosts on purpose. This is what you get when two Canadian women who come from completely different backgrounds serendipitously meet in a Brooklyn apartment. This is Accidental Friends with Aline Duggan and Kristen Mandela. Oh, baby. We are oh, getting baby. <laughs> into the thick of it this episode. No um, pun intended. Yeah, seriously. So I think this is a really important topic for both of us, but I think it's coming out at a really significant time because it's going to be coming out the day before your 30th birthday. I know. Wild. And I love it. And wild for, for all those listening, go send her some love. <laughs> your girl deserves it. Happy birthday. Um, Thanks, of course. But I think the reason why it's so significant is because we've both had very tumultuous relationships with it, but I think mm-hmm. yours especially um like it's something that you put a lot of like love and effort into yes i am just like very excited to talk about it um i also haven't even said what it is yet but we're going to be talking about body positivity self-love like body neutrality how we've kind of come into ourselves as women and that Mm -hmm. whole how that relationship has evolved over time yeah and it's i just think that's i actually like chose i was like i really want to do this episode the week of my 30th because i just think I just have had so much growth that I'm like, mm-hmm. I think it's very um, significant for it to I be agree. out this week. So. I totally agree with you. And I'm very Let's excited to get into it. Get into it. Okay, perfect. All right. Um, so how did you feel about your body when you were younger? Like, what did that relationship look like, if if at all? Um, I, I, I think I was like unaware of it until I know I mentioned in the body hair episode mm-hmm. um, about being in dance and stuff. But I really think that when I was in dance, that's when it kind of started, like my negative body image. Because like, I mean, the dance industry is riddled with this, the dance and the arts industry. And that's like a whole other issue that we can get into. But I used to dance competitively when I was younger. So I had to take ballet classes in addition to whatever competitive class I was in. Right. And I would, I got comments on my body. By like teachers and stuff. So I think that starting really young just set me up for just a negative image. And I was little. like Totally understandably. Yeah. And I was little. Like I was short, but I always felt bigger than the other girls. Mm. Um, And obviously like the comments from teachers, like it didn't help. Help, yeah. And in ballet, you're supposed to have this like really like this one graceful, long, straight line um, so it wasn't great for me that I went through puberty pretty damn early in life. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like having curves all over the place. It's like yeah, curves totally. where they're supposed to be and curves where they tell you they're not supposed to be. Right. Um, and I even remember like, I honestly, like I can picture it. That's how vivid Isn't it is. Isn't that so wild though? Is that I, I don't know. think that these teachers or these people that are in kind of positions of power realize how damaging comments like that can be. Yeah, like if, no if, if your teacher knew that right now you would would be able to reflect on a situation that happened literally 20 years ago and say yeah. it with like absolute certainty, be like, I know exactly where I was and I you know exactly I, what I can said. even like, picture the dance damaging. studio and like what corner of the dance studio. Like that's wow. how much 
we're at the bar doing exercises mm-hmm. and like you're kind of all in a line. Um, and she would always tell us, stick in your butt, stick in your butt to like create that one long straight line. And so I obviously thought I was doing that, but apparently I was not because my ballet teacher pulled me out of the lineup at the bar and said, okay, everyone, I want to show you something. Look at Aline. She has a little ski slope talking about my butt. Okay. And like she where like your out- back goes yeah. out, like just like where and your she butt like kind butt of starts. outlined it. And she's like making it seem like I just wasn't sticking it, making it seem like I was sticking it out, like purposely sticking it out. And she's like, and that's what we don't want. We want one straight line. And I literally look back like when I would, I think I I had told somebody that story and I was like, legit, like if I was sticking my butt in anymore, like it would have come out the front. That's how much (laughs) I was sticking my damn butt in. But like, you bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you're just so, jealous of my ass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like child. 10. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God. That's like, ugh. but still. So, like, literally dance class traumatization is where we're starting Yeah, yeah. This it kind of, <laughs> okay, that's perfect. like where it started. And I feel yeah. like that's like the earliest, if we want to like talk the about therapy memory. session. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like the earliest memory. Oh, God. We need to go to like, we need to re-go back to school or something and like get our therapy degrees. I feel like otherwise yeah, we're going to do some seriously. damage again. <laughs> um okay but what about you like oh god yeah i mean it's like i feel a lot of dancers like we'll talk about that's where their body image started but i i feel like honestly it's the same for me so i didn't dance competitively i danced like very recreationally i loved it i was always very into like anything that was really getting me out and going i was also very social so like i did soccer hockey dance i did like a bunch of different things and i loved I loved dance, but I remember it's so funny. I remember the exact, I remember it very similarly to how you remember it, although it wasn't a teacher. It was just like my own, my own self-consciousness coming out. And it was the first time I remembered like looking at my body and then looking at other girls' bodies and real, like thinking that mine didn't look like how theirs did. And it's strange because it's not like I was like shorter or taller. I actually developed later than people, but I always had hip dips and yeah. like that's just like literally where like my legs join into my hip socket it just like kind of creates like a little bit of like a rounded edge like it's literally just where my hip is but again how young you're watching all these like these movies or whatever it yeah. is and everyone has like this really crazy like okay, kind of hourglass shape like yeah. hip dips weren't even like now i'm seeing fitness now everybody hates di- now, hip dips yeah but i'm even seeing fitness influencers normalize hip dips and be like yeah they that's are literally true too. part of your body so like for yeah you to be that young obviously I, that would mess with you for sure and i think like when you do see especially like the disney princesses and all these people mm-hmm. on like all these shows and they just like have all these beautiful curves and i just looked really square mm-hmm. and i misread my hip dips as fat and it's so funny because now that I'm saying it, I'm like, I literally was so scared of being fat. It wasn't because I was like, oh, they're unattractive. It was literally me misunderstanding my hips as fat and being like, knowing at that age, that young, that yeah. I would be treated differently or that like socially or love, you know what I mean? I, I was scared yeah. to be fat. And like that internalized fat phobia runs pretty deep. And like from then yeah. on, I feel like I was always a little bit just like, I always felt like I obviously have like some more masculine energy like my voice is lower I'm like Mm -hmm. pretty athletic all these different things and I feel like that kind of caused like this weird 
like I was a tomboy, but I also wanted to be feminine. And there wasn't a lot of people that I saw that like kind of embodied what that looked like. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Um, and obviously we talked about in middle school being called Flatty McNoas, which obviously <laughs> did not help. <laughs> like literally being like, hey, I I'm just, insecure about being kind of masculine looking. Okay, sweet. We're going to call you Flatty McNoas. I'm like, I just okay, I cool. hate that nickname so much because it's, it's so It's not even clever, man. Long. Stupid middle yeah, school just, kids. They don't yeah. fucking have a brain. So um, stupid. <laughs> but... I don't want to harp on like the beginning too long because like the middle and the end is what gets kind of juicy. But I remember it was grade eight. I wanted I like asked my mom so many times. I was like, I want to get a bra. I want to get a bra. I didn't need a bra like physically, like physiologically, like to hold yeah, anything. Yeah. But it was just like all my friends had bras and I felt like I wanted to be like a young woman. You know what I mean? I was yeah, always yeah. wearing just like those um, tank tops with the internal, yes. like, you know, the lining or whatever, like the inner bra. So we went to Licenza and I got one with like little penguins on it and it like barely, so it didn't, cute. it fit me like around, but I obviously didn't fill the cups, but it was like, yeah. this, like I, I have it still in storage. It's the smallest thing I've ever seen in my life. The fact that none of my body fit <laughs> in it is just a testament to how underdeveloped I was in grade eight. But I went to school and I wore a baggy shirt on it because I was like, I don't want to draw too much attention, but it was kind yeah. of like more for me. I was like, I want to wear a bra. And I was in, <laughs> I remember exactly, I was in music class and my friend literally as I went to go reach for my alto saxophone was like Christian when did you grow tits and like everyone uh, turned and looked no. at me and I was like genuinely mortified because That's so embarrassing everyone was like well you obviously don't have tits so you stuffed your bra yeah. you stuffed your bra you stuffed your bra and I was like it's honestly more embarrassing to say that I just wanted to buy a bra to be included and I couldn't even fit in it like I don't yeah. know what's more embarrassing being like yeah guys I stuffed my bra or like no I actually just like have something that doesn't fit on my either, body right either now. one like either, either one, one is, is gonna like be not. embarrassing at that I time know. it's like and especially like about in middle school, anything that's different is perceived yes. as being bad. Yeah. So I was like so sad. I remember I went home crying, obviously. Um, it was probably raining. Like in my head, I was probably listening to like the the Avril Lavigne album. Yeah. And I went home and I talked to my mom and I was just like, what do I do? Like, do I wear it or do I not wear it ever again? Because yeah. now everyone thinks that I've stuffed my bra. And she was like, it will, no one will talk about it in a few days time. If you want to keep wearing it, just wear it. Yes. And just don't pay attention to anybody. Yep. And I was like, okay, cool. So I Great went back advice. the next day and no one gave a shit. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone course. literally immediately forgot. And honestly, it probably in my head, it was like everyone was whispering about it. It was like three guys in my music class. Yeah. And then they like immediately forgot about whatever. Yeah. yeah. But um, I was still just, like reflecting on all these stories. I'm just like. I'm blown away at how early on we're taught to be embarrassed about our bodies, like especially young girls, like going through puberty and development and like menstruating for the first time and all these things. Like I felt so much shame about every aspect of my body. I thought no one had any body parts that looked like mine. I thought that mm-hmm. I was like some sort of freak. Yeah. And it was based off nothing. It was just like literally based on like those terrible trashy magazines that we like those pop 2K kids or whatever, like all those things that would have all these like ab workouts in them and like how to get a flat tummy. Like I cannot imagine what kids are going through at this age. I honestly cannot. I can't. I know. It's it was literally just like everything is based around how you are attractive for men. Like how can you be attractive in the male gaze? And obviously like women can have the male gaze too. I just mean like what yes. see is you know what I mean like the bar is set by like that male gaze and I just like I remember watching much music in grade eight and doing abs and like doing sit-ups oh until my, my stomach hurt so that I would have a flat stomach because I would be reading all these teen magazines and that's what they would be talking about like what the hell to a te- like teen magazines that's yeah wild that they're in there wild right yeah 
I mean, you know what? Actually, even as you're talking about like the bras, I had to go get one when I was younger. And then when you dance competitively, they they often say don't wear undergarments because you oh, they right. don't want to see the lines. The lines. But like I had to. Your girl. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I had to wear a bra. Wow. And I remember even being at a competition and I had like gotten my period for one of the first times ever. Of course. And I'm like, how do I – not do wear this. Underwear. Like, yeah. how do, yeah, I had to. But of course, nobody's saying, like, talking about it. And no I one's was being so supportive embarrassed. of it. I was like, oh of my course. God, they're going to know. They're going to see the lines. I'm going to mess up our numbers. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to get points docked off because, like, I'm 10 years old wearing underwear on stage. Like, it just was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's how twisted, though, right? Like, for making twisted. us feel so terrible about our bodies, literally as young as we can remember. Like, that I is know. so fucked. Yeah. That is okay. so fucked up. <laughs> it's crazy. But. <laughs> So that's the beginning. We both have pretty rough starts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, We're off so to a how, good start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um. So what does your relationship look like with your body as you grow older? Like, did it get better? Did it get worse? No. I mean, it, like, it definitely didn't get better. I don't know okay. if it got worse. I think maybe I was just It more, started off really bad anyway. <laughs> yeah. It started off pretty rough. But I think it was just always like something I thought about and was uncomfortable with. Mm. And I just like, it was like one of those, I hated wearing bathing suits. I wasn't a fan of like shopping all that much. Right. Um, I like regularly, regularly spoke negatively about myself and I'd use a ton of self-deprecating humor because I was like, you know what? I'd rather call myself something negative and beat then and like beat someone to it, I guess, mm. than have them you know, call me out on the way I look. And I thought about what I ate a lot, but I want to like, I never had, I guess, like an eating disorder. It was not about like, but like maybe disordered eating a little bit. Yeah. Like my brain was so split. I was like, I was so focused on like, okay, these cookies are bad or ice cream is bad or whatever is bad. Mm. But then I really fought against and was like, fuck that. Like you should still eat this and love it. But I would totally have the shame around it. Right. Or not even. I don't. So even you're know eating it and you're shit. trying to enjoy it, but then you feel like shit about it anyway. Yeah, because okay, I'd be so like, Ugh, no like this is why you're, this is why you're bigger, like blah blah blah. Ugh. I always felt like I was like the biggest girl in my group, and that really messed with me. I even I went shopping with a friend of mine who was who is thin and who has always been thin. Okay. And we were shopping around, and she like couldn't find her size, and she's okay. like, "Ugh, they don't have an extra small." And I was and like, you're over there being like, you bitch, what a problem you. <laughs> to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and it's like throughout. And it's not even, her fault either, but it's, it's just not like, her it, fault. It, no, she de- was, it demonstrates she, how like yeah. you, you And I feeling. feel like we've talked about it a little bit, me and her, that like she's kind of like it affected her too, that she right. didn't have, you know, like curves that she wanted or whatever. Well, but yeah. But it's a my either way. ideas about myself too it's kind of it's also when I started to get into move more into like musical theater and acting Mm. and all of my thoughts were confirmed by like professionals in the industry I see like people that you would respect yeah so when I was 16 I got a I got a meeting with this really amazing agent in Toronto and so I went with my mom and she was like, you know what? You're you're really pretty and you're and you're talented. She's like, but I'm just letting you know you will you the camera adds 10 pounds and so you will look fat on screen. And so you'll always only get the roles of the fat best friend, which oh, okay. is their way of saying you won't have a love interest, you won't have any real story arc, you won't have and I could like 
wow, I could go so far into like representation on screen. We yeah, won't get yeah, into that. Seriously. But it was just like. Well, she, you know that fat people she, can never be in love, right? Like that's no, just a fact. God, no, that's not <laughs> a real TV, thing. Obviously on TV, people have no imagination. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you know, Christ. but she confirmed that to me. And my mom, even to this day, she'll say like, I don't know how I didn't jump across the table and like punch and, like, the strangle the face. person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then a few years later, I took a class with an acting coach and on film like a film acting class. Yeah. And I love him. Like he's such a sweet, he's an amazing guy. Like, and after I did like my, I think it was like a six week program or whatever. He gave me my reel. I made a reel with him and he was like, he sat me down and he said, Aline, you are so talented and you are beautiful. Like you could easily play the high school haughty or like the, the high, like the mean girl or whatever. Mm -hmm. He goes, But in order to do that, you have to lose 15 to 20 pounds. They just won't take you on in the way you look. And I'm like. So his was coming from a little bit of a, not a kind of, he's speaking from his experience in the industry. And like, this is how you get hired. And he's had a lot of experience in the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It It wasn't saying you're fat. It was just saying. No, it was just like, to do that, that's what you have to do. It's still reinforcing the same thing though, yeah. Yes, yeah. And it's like that, it just boggles my mind that yeah. that's what you even need. Like I read a quote yesterday that it was your the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. I love that. So it's, it's like so true. why yeah. So like why can't the mean girl or like why can't the hot girlfriend Person. be fat? Yeah. Who gives a shit it. what her body looks like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still beautiful. She's still she can still be a bitch. Like, yeah, let yeah. her let her have that. You know. Well, it's, um, it just speaks to the, yeah, as you said, like the lack of creativity. And we'll have. I think we should definitely have a, a, an entire one hundred percent representation. Yeah, but it, it honestly is so ridiculous the lack of creativity that goes into some of these story story writings because yeah. It's like, why is there and it's no, also like, like why so is many that, opportunities there and yeah just, and also so why is lazy. that a creative choice it's yeah. just like there are there are human beings that look different like yeah. put them up on screen for oh sure oh my god i could just get so far into yeah, it I know. like i get so passionate get about tangent. this i know but spe- like even throughout high school i mean going back to body image like it i find it also hindered my dating life because mm. i just hated my body so much that i thought how could somebody else even think I was like pretty or like how could somebody like my body and I think I was obviously too young to know like you're more than your body blah 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 but I instantly would think that like guys wouldn't talk to me because I'm fat I'm fat equals no guys talking to me and then it also I thought about okay well if I did start dating someone and things got physical I could never show them my body like no way I can't have them wrap their arms around my waist and feel the pudge on my stomach like that would just be mortifying yeah. In university, my roommates would wear crop tops or like low cut tops and blah, blah, blah. And I would layer to the heavens so that if somebody thought like, if they even thought that maybe she's fat, like it would, it's just layering. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, Anything to like hide. A defense mechanism just built up. Yeah. Anything to hide my problem areas, which I also cringe oh, at that. Terrible. Um, yeah. I'm like, for the, I, you can't see me on thing and while we're recording but like i'm using the air quotes for problems yeah. <laughs> because that's bullshit too 100 percent. yeah it just like i just there were so many things that i thought about and it all yeah. stemmed from hating my body right 
you know? Like there were, wasn't very many incidences no. where somebody was being like, you look amazing. You are – or no, you were seeing just, other people in media that look like you or anything yeah, like that. Like yeah. There was oh, never, God, no. Yeah, that's right. totally it. But – I feel like that's where mine dissects a little bit because like at like being like a white blonde person, like it's not like I never saw versions yeah. of myself on like on like up in media or whatever. There wasn't really an online when we were young, young, but um, it's so funny because it's like <laughs> even though I was represented, I was still made to hate myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's just it's so it runs so deep and I definitely mm-hmm. benefit from being like naturally like smaller or whatever like straight sized I guess it's called now like I I can fit into things yeah um but I definitely felt like my body only existed to be attractive for other people and therefore Mm -hmm. me like that that directly led into my value as a person like as an individual like I feel like I got that message loud and clear from like every person in my life every adult person in my life how they spoke about their own bodies how they spoke about my body Mm -hmm. like I just think it was it's so normal how people are so rude about their own bodies and mm-hmm. then if you see people that have beautiful bodies people bodies that you feel are objectively more attractive than you and they're mm-hmm. being like oh I'm so fat I'm such a cow oh my thighs are touching oh this and that and then I look at my body and I'm like well my body sure does hell doesn't look like theirs so I must be that times yes. a million you know yeah. what I mean yeah of course and I think there's so much opportunity in how adults, especially adults that spend time around children, yeah. for them to change those habits about and, yeah. how, and just how they talk about themselves. You know what yeah. I mean? Because kids yeah, are like little sponges. They like, are. Kids, and it's teenagers. so damaging. Yeah. And I remember being really self-conscious uh, growing up about my legs because it was also like in the 90s and early 2000s, it was like the skinny, yes, skinny core. Like it was like Paris Hilton. It was Hilton, like, the, like the Coke Misha Barton. Yeah, yes. like the, like the Yeah, the Kate Moss was having her day. Yes. And my legs always were like quite muscular. I have like big quads. I remember as a mm-hmm. joke being called like a, like a racehorse. <laughs> like I have just like big oh strong legs. God. But no, it was like in a funny, like. Okay, sweet. In a, like a, in a compliment way. Like it wasn't in a. I yeah, took yeah, it as yeah. a compliment. It was by our friend Rob, so I know it was a compliment. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> but I remember like somebody telling me that my thighs were talking, and meaning that like my legs were touching together when I was walking, and that was like and trying to get me to incentivize me to go for runs and like what just things like that, where it's just like, uh, so that means that it's a bad thing if my thighs are big enough to be touching. Okay, got it. You know what I mean? Like all these little thick micro- thighs save lives, baby. Honestly, though, thick they really do. Lives. Speaking from yeah. experience, and I just, yeah. I remember also this very strange thing of like feeling affirmed by being sexualized by men on the street. Like if I was catcalled as a young person, it meant that I was attractive. So oh my god, yes, right, yeah, and I it's that too. it's so demented because I'm like, okay, yeah. a I'm literally a child, so you're disgusting. disgusting, and also shut the fuck up. I'm walking yeah. on the street, and now when I see construction people, or or I'm not calling out only construction people, but that is yes. traditionally who you've been catcalled by the most. Yeah, anybody else on the street that says something inappropriate, I'm just like mind your bit like don't even look at me like what yes. are you doing it's so inappropriate yeah. for you to feel like you can come up to me and say things like this especially now but it's so weird that when I was young I was like okay that means that I'm attractive good good yeah. good, good good and yeah. I'd smile and I'd be like oh that made my day and it just it's so twisted oh how in every facet of my life I was looking for that affirmation that I was good looking yeah from men it didn't matter if they knew me it didn't matter what the hell was going on if they felt like I was physically attractive then I had value yeah and 
I remember. It's so devastating. It's devastating. (laughs) Like, because it's just, it's so messed up that, like, that message, no matter what, was literally hammered into my brain. And one story that I'll literally never forget, and I feel like this is going to freak you out. This story is so bad. But, like, I got a personal trainer. My mom was getting trained by a personal trainer, and she offered me a few sessions by this woman. And she was like, literally used to tell me her body fat it was like five percent body like it was like it was under what okay, would even so you be know attainable she doesn't for get normal her period and she's yeah like, like she's like yeah, very ridiculously thin okay yeah and like just ripped but like it was just so unattainable and she was yes. like five nine and she was gorgeous and she it's also very different when it is your job to be yeah fit. like 100 let's put that out there as well but okay keep totally going. <laughs> And I feel like the craziest thing is, like, she used to make me work out in as little clothes as possible because she would say, yeah, because she was like, well, if you see your body moving and you get rolls and stuff, then it'll be incentive for you to work harder so you don't have those rolls when your body moves. I'm like, oh, the rolls that literally happen when my skin folds because I'm bending over. Like, so I would work out in my own room. And she would watch me and be like, do you like how your body's moving like this and like that? And I'd be like, uh, no, obviously not because you're saying it with that tone. So obviously I must oh fucking God. hate it. Yeah, terrible. And I can go on. I, I, it was so – she messed me up in, in a lot of ways. Of course. She also told me that I carry all of my fat in my upper body and that I have a really fatty – like I have really fatty arms. So <laughs> I remember – I know. So I remember literally at this point also, let me just say I weighed 130 pounds when <gasps> we were talking about this, or maybe 135. But like I was not oh by any I literally can't the remember the last time I was 135. Right. And she literally would say, oh, yeah, well, that's understandable because you hold all of your weight in your upper body, like all of your fats in your upper body. So I remember one time I was talking to Andres and I was like, yeah, like I just have really huge arms. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like literally, I don't no, know. No, you have about. body dysmorphia. Yeah, like literally I'm just crazed because after hearing that when I was in a vulnerable state because I also was in a place where I really didn't like my body at that time. Mm-hmm. So And she looked exactly how I was told everyone, every woman is supposed to look, which is incredibly unattainable because her – literal uh schedule was like she would walk for like three hours every morning and not eat anything she did like fasting and all this different shit and i was just like okay well like nobody has body dysmorphia yeah like she literally gave me disordered eating yeah 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 Yeah. and so when he told me he was like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about (laughs) and i was like oh yeah 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 like i have tree trunk arms like they're bigger than the rest of my like i literally thought of myself as like a silverback gorilla like literally that was how i was viewing my upper body i cannot yeah it was wild and just like she she made me as an exercise find a celebrity i'm just putting this woman on blast right now but honestly needs to happen please tell me she's not still working i honestly if i ever if i knew i would report her to the highest court in the land (laughs) I'm like I'm tired of this shit and um anyway so she made me find a celebrity that I wanted to look like like Mm -hmm. find a celebrity in a bikini or in a shoot that like wasn't wearing very many clothes and then we would use that as the model of like how what I would be working towards so I found in a magazine a picture of Mollen Ackerman she's like a beautiful actress she's like Canadian Scandinavian she's about six feet fucking tall and like a (laughs) hundred pounds so so like same same so definitely me at five four or whatever I am and I bring the picture to her and she's in this like she's wearing no clothes she looks as skinny as I could imagine a person being skinny and she goes oh really that's what she looks like not impressed and I'm like 
Um, I okay. I, so literally, the I have no words. Blonde person I could find, and she roasts her body. So I'm like, you must literally think I am a dumpster fire of a person. Like I cannot even imagine yeah. how ugly you must find me. So that literally ingrained to me. Fat is ugly, ugly, undesirable, undesirable. You have no friends, no lovers, no prospects and in life. You have it's no. The fact nothing. that this is coming from a technical, like an authority figure who is supposed 100%. to be an expert in this we field. We worked together for like a few months and I literally oh thought her word was just right because I yeah. didn't know. I was in my early 20s. I was like, well, this person is literally a personal trainer. Her authority yeah. is right. So like I will start going for walks for two, two and a half hours and oh try God. to burn off every last ounce of fat that I have. And yeah. she was like, oh yeah, she told me this one thing. She was like, well, if you're going to drink alcohol, you might as well get blackout because as soon as a touch of alcohol touches your lips, your fat, your body stops metabolizing fat. So if you're going to do it, you might as well just do it full. And I was like, so you're telling me to binge drink. Black you're literally out? telling me to blackout because there's no point in me doing it if I'm not like if my, if my body isn't metabolizing food like that's the only function my body has like it was just it was so she weird. sounds like an absolute nightmare yeah and like I can't even imagine how much she must hate herself for that to yes. be the case you know what yeah. I mean so yep. obviously like that really gave me a lot of shame about my body about what it looked like it really also reinforced a lot of like masculine energy that I had mm-hmm. and made it seem like a really bad thing because she was obviously very feminine looking. And I would say the same thing. Like I definitely didn't have like an eating disorder, but I definitely said like I had disordered eating habits where the same kind of yes. thing where I would eat food and it would be bad food. And I'd be like, wow, I am bad for eating bad food. And then I'm yes. good for eating good food. And good food was like smoothies or chia Greens. fucking puddings or green yeah. bowls, whatever. And then bad food was any food that was like unhealthy that would be making me fat. Yeah. And so I've been now trying to like, anyway, we'll get to how we are now, but like, I've been really trying to not have that like positive, negative, like, like food is food. Yes. You eat it to sustain life. Sometimes yeah. you treat yourself, sometimes you don't. But like, I would make myself feel shitty being like, I literally would say the same things like, this is why you don't look like how you want to look. Yeah. It's because you eat shit like this. Ugh. And I and would still eat it because I'm like, well, I don't have an eating disorder. I'm still going to eat the, I'm still yes. going to eat it. But yeah. don't let it forget. This is why you have arms like that. That's why you have an ass like that. That's why you have legs yes. like that. Blah, blah, blah. So wait, so, okay, so like what is it – I mean, I guess like tell me that it's changed. <laughs> Please, for the Please. life of God. Yeah. I would mean – And also like, give me this woman's name because I'm going to fucking Honestly, find I'm going to find her. I swear to God. I Now? Are, are we going to now? Or, we're, oh, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. I would say my relationship with my body now is better. Okay. I'm being nicer to my internal dialogue. And I think this is much to do with me also going to therapy. I remember one time after a session, I literally told my therapist that I had never walked past a mirror without having like a negative thought about myself. And she was like, that must be exhausting. And I was like, yeah, that's like what mirrors are for. (laughs) Like you look at yourself and you see something that you don't like and you point it out to your brain so that your brain can keep it forever. And (laughs) And that is at um, the forefront of your brain. Of my mind all all the time. Yeah, literally. So that was kind of a big thing that I realized I had to work back from is that like I just you could just walk through a mirror and you didn't have to think anything. You don't yeah. have to be like, girl, bitch, slay. Like you're so hot. Yeah, yeah. Like I just yeah. had to be like, hey, I don't actually have to comment on my body because, again, my body is the least interesting thing about me. I'm a very interesting person. I've done a lot of really cool shit. I don't yeah. have to be constantly yes. proving that my body is hot for it to yes. be OK. So it's been me kind of deconstructing this like internalized male gaze where like everything is about me being attractive and everything else mm-hmm. is secondary because if I'm not attractive, I'm not anything. I and 
that has been a really long process, honestly, because yeah. even when I do have bad days, I literally will be like, I'm a fat hippo and I don't want to talk to anybody and I whatever. Yeah. And those happen. And, and happen. that's just And that's just how yeah. it is. But I'd, I'd say my way of getting out of them now is much kinder to myself. Instead of me calling yeah. myself really terrible names, I'm like, this is just this day. You're just I having think, a weird day and that's yeah. totally fine. Do something that makes you feel good. I'm trying to get out of this cycle of only exercising as a function of losing weight because I don't like yeah. being fat and because I'm like because of that internalized fat phobia and me being scared of being fat. It's like exercise because it makes you feel good. It has the added bonus of probably getting you closer to your aesthetic goals, but honestly, it makes my mental health better. Yeah. So putting that at the forefront of why I want to exercise because I had realized that I never worked out to make myself feel better. I only did it because no. I was scared of being fat. So I'd be like, I'm going for because a run I because I don't like how I look. Told you that that was a thing. Right. Like no, we were it just was like, so bombarded. Don't like how like, your body looks? Yes. Run for 26 yeah. kilometers until every <laughs> ounce of fat is burned off your body. So like Yeah. That it's still definitely like a work in progress because again, like those are years of years. hardcore yeah. messaging and propaganda yeah. going into my brain being like you literally will not you cannot be loved if yeah. you are unattractive. Yeah. And I'm still honestly even being with somebody now who is like very attractive. I remember mm-hmm. I've talked to you about this. It it did fuck me up a little bit at the beginning being because everyone like people in my family would be like, wow, he's so good looking. Like, wow, lucky you. And I'd be like, OK, so you think that I'm punching above my weight. And it and I know that's probably not yeah. how they meant. They probably yes. were saying it because they, they knew I also knew I was attractive, but when I was having those bad days and people were like, wow, he's so great. He's so hot, blah, blah, blah. Like I internalized that as being like, okay, so you don't feel like we're equally matched or like you think I'm out of Because you're not making that comment about me. About me. Yeah. It's just about how attractive he is. And that really messed me up as being like, okay, does he feel like that? Like, does he think that I'm like less attractive? I'm the personality. You know what I mean? No, he's (laughs) lucky. No, I know. I believe me I know that he's lucky but at the beginning that was something that like definitely because like you know that that's what people say about you too like I've had so many friends that have met you or like maybe not met you yet and they've just seen pictures of you and they're like (laughs) is she really that like gorgeous in person I'm like it's actually painful to look at in person because she's that much more beautiful in person and legit like they'll meet you and be like fuck she is so pretty I know (laughs) I know. It's a lot oh, for me, but you're like very sweet. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. I'm not even boasting. Like I've actually had people message. <laughs> this is this is a true Also, fact. it's amazing that I'm sitting like literally on the floor with like no makeup and greasy hair and I'm like, thank you. I really need this right now. I feel like a you troll look named Rod. Beautiful to um me. Thanks, baby. And it honestly yeah. means a lot because like it it is weird. Like I think also sometimes people just assume like yeah, I don't know. It just be nice to people. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah, you don't throw know. Out comp- go- throw out compliments like confetti, honestly, Seriously. because you have no idea what people have gone through, will go through. Like, yeah. And I feel like now I'm I'm way more self aware about. So like, one thing that I spoke about in therapy. Big shout out to my therapist, who's like the one and love only. I, I love her. But she was saying like it must be so exhausting because this this critical voice in my head was turned up to eleven. Like, she was on a soapbox with a megaphone in my brain all the time being like oh you said that that's kind of fucked up that's kind of weird oh well your leg kind of moved a little weird everyone saw that weird little cellulite thing and it was like turning down that voice and then Mm -hmm. turning up my own my true voice you know what I mean yeah and that process has been really powerful for me to be like this isn't even a real voice like I've disconnected completely from that bitch that used to be on that megaphone I heard if you name her it's really helpful I do have a name for her I can't remember right now actually 
but I've I'll heard that it. it's it's more helpful. It helps you literally just associate from it. As like, yeah, it's an yeah, objective. Yeah, and I'm like, she's just so insecure. Yeah. And now I've had like internal rumor. Yeah. Like where I'm like, I'm sorry that you feel like you have to talk yeah. like that all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's still, it's still a, it's a, it's a journey. I think it'll be a lifelong thing it's where I, I keep evolving my relationship with how my body looks yeah. and being like, oh, I do have hip dips and oh, like I don't have like a flat stomach and mm-hmm. oh, like whatever me kind of getting over the fact that I have, that I don't have tree trunk arms, but yeah. It's a process yeah. that I'm greeting with a lot more love than I ever have. So I'm very I grateful for that. I love hearing that so much because yeah. I just like, I guess I know with my journey and I'm like now when I people, hear about you. when I hear people talk negatively about their bodies or themselves, like I am, I get into such protective mode. Mm. So I feel like I need to preface like my experience now by saying that hating my body was honestly the foundation of all of my insecurities anytime I had a day where I just disliked myself it started with body image and then it would snowball into like aspects of my personality just that's just like it's like okay first of all your body's yeah your body's ugly and then let's move into like other things that are shitty because that's just like that's the package right and it's funny because we actually met like, or I guess reconnected mm-hmm. at a time when I was really working through all of that. You were, yeah. So when we met in New York, I was like feeling good because, I mean, I was walking everywhere and I was working out a lot and it's New York too. So I was like, you know, up and Just up. Just feeling but good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early 2017, I was at a bit of a standstill in my life and in my arts career. And I saw a friend on Instagram who was like, you know, make extra money from home and like blah, 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 like love your body and blah, blah, blah. So I messaged her because I was like, mm-hmm. I just need something. And I signed up to be a beach body coach. Oh my now, God, I did not know this. Yeah. Now you joined I, an MLM? Yeah. Oh now, my God. I never, ever made a single sale, but because I'm not, I'm definitely not one of those like, hey girl, just wanted to yeah, like, like let you hey, know. Hun. Yeah, yeah. I would rather die i get those messages than be that so type of person times. yeah but the one thing i will say is that it completely changed me so to be a coach you have to exercise eat right and read or like listen to a lot of personal development so mm. i kind of just like did all of that like i was just like going you coached through the yourself motions. basically yeah i was just going through the motions but i started to notice my mindset was shifting and the one thing i started to do was the first thing stop the negative talk like mm. nip it right in the bud. And yeah. it was like starting to change the way I see my body. I see exercise. I see like eating and all of that stuff. Right. And so I started looking at exercise, like you were saying, less as a way to lose weight, but as a way to get stronger and also just mm. like do something nice for my body. I started I talking to myself differently and talking about talking to myself and talking about myself differently. Now, I rarely, if ever, use self-deprecating humor about- You never do. You are such a hype girl. My body or yeah. really even about anything. Yeah. Because it's like those words, I know how much they affect me. And if I do do, if I do it, I really try to catch myself and like course correct because I just, I, it, like it has helped me so much. Mm-hmm. I threw out my scale. The last time I weighed myself was, I think a couple of weeks ago, I was at my parents' place and- I actually, I like probably do it like once every six months, Mm -hmm. but I actually weigh the same as I did at like one of my heaviest 
but mm-hmm. it, I saw the number on the scale and it like didn't bother me in the least Amazing. because now I know I'm like, I'm stronger. I know Definitely. now that I can like do certain like ab exercises I couldn't do before. I can do push ups consistently for on Absolutely. my toes for like <laughs> the 45 second or the 30 second interval that I'm working That's out. Amazing. And like, it just scales are bullshit. I'll They're never buy one bullshit. for myself. Mm-hmm. And so, and the biggest shift for me that has helped me is. I like talk to myself every single, I'm going to sound insane, but I don't care. <laughs> you live alone. I, you need to talk to yourself yeah. a little bit. I talk to myself out loud. I talk to out loud to my body every single morning. So when wow. I get up out of bed and I change from my pajamas to like, I don't know, my house pajamas or like, you know, whatever for the day, I stand in front of the mirror in that in-between phase where I don't have clothes on and I mention all of the things I love about my body. I start oh. from the top right down to the bottom. I love this. I love, I love my collarbones. I love my arms. I love my shoulders. Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. If there's something that I don't like, I call it cute Amazing. or I call mm-hmm. it chunky because I think the word chunky is really cute. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll even say that they're like protecting me. How many times have you heard like I have a layer of fat protecting my abs? They're just like not that. ready to come out yet. Yeah, they're just, yeah. they're there mm-hmm. and I'm they're protecting me. And it has completely changed. Like, I'm not going to lie. I fucking love my body. I love it. Like, I remember being in a, with one of my exes and he like touched my stomach. And Mm -hmm. I mean, if he had done that like six months prior, I probably would have like recoiled. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I like literally sat there and like used my tummy, you know, when people use their tummy to talk and I was like, yeah. you think that's cute? Like I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm fucking cute. It's cute. And it's so cute. Don't like, don't get me wrong. I definitely have my off days. For example, just last week I was, I have this like morning routine. I'll like wake up, meditate, journal, workout. And I was feeling myself that day. I like went into the washroom after my workout I saw like abs popping out and I was like this is sick so I like took a picture I was feeling myself so much that day I got Zara a Zara shipment of like seven items so I Mm -hmm. did kind of like a joking um like a try-on haul for my two best friends and I the first video says okay guys get ready like I'm gonna have I'm gonna be trying on a bunch of clothes blah 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 Mm -hmm. by the seventh video I am so deflated because nothing fit Everything just started to like everything was either too small or like I I, like I maybe thought I was smaller than I actually am and it just didn't look right that by the last video like you can I say this was supposed to be a good day and I just sound so defeated but I was like that's okay like you're allowed to have those shitty days like you're not supposed to be happy all the time but my idea around body image and your body is that the the best thing that you can do for it is love it. Like mm-hmm. literally give it love. Cause I say, I did an Instagram like story about this back in like late December. Right. When everyone usually makes their like New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. And it really is like, why instead of putting down a weight goal as your New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. why don't you just put down, learn to love your body? Mm-hmm. That's it. Learn to yeah. love it. And like love it on its off days because think about, people that you love or things that you love, especially people that you love. How do you treat the people that you love? 
how do you treat them? You treat them with kindness, with care, Mm -hmm. with patience. You appreciate their flaws and insecurities. You celebrate their wins. You do all of these amazing, wonderful things for people that you love. Why should your body be any different than that? Yeah. Like, why shouldn't you just say, I love this body that has like carried me for now 30 years, whoa, through a pandemic. It has like seen me on my worst days. It has like, it's, it works. It Mm -hmm. fucking works, which Mm -hmm. is amazing in and of the first place. Like, why shouldn't I love it? And then when I started to love my body, I, I started to lose weight. I say naturally because I started to eat better and I started to work well, out because to I was like, you care for yourself. Yeah, I just want to be stronger and I just want to be healthy so I can mm-hmm. be better. Right. And that has like really been the shift. Like your, I think it starts, all starts with mindset. 100%. That is and so could, powerful. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it's just like the best damn thing that you can do for yourself because there is so much shit out there that teaches us how not to love our body with all these magazines and social media and influencers and all of that crap. Like mm-hmm. you're almost a rebel by loving yourself that It's radical. It, it is. is a radical movement. It sounds ridiculous, but it really truly is. Well, when you've been to told like, your whole life that you are yeah. not okay exactly how you are. Yeah. And then you choose to defy that and be like, actually, I absolutely am. Yeah. You go against marketing agencies and advertising firms yeah. and all these different things that are trying to tell you to You're sell products. You're putting people out of business because yeah. they have nothing to sell you anymore. Yeah. And that's it. That's it's it is very powerful. It's very powerful. So I love hearing that like your relationship with your body is like it's changing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the best that it's ever been. That's I'll tell amazing. you that right now. And it's, I'm definitely not the healthy or not, I'm definitely not the strongest. I'm definitely not the fittest. I'm definitely not the, the skinniest that I've ever been. It doesn't matter. All of that stuff and will I've, come. Yeah, 100%. And I just, I don't feel like I need to justify myself no. anymore. You don't need to justify it to anybody. Mm-hmm. As long as you're happy with what you're doing. I'm not even going to say like you're happy with yourself because we're all just like a complete work in progress. But mm-hmm. as long as you're happy with what you're doing and the steps that you're taking and how it's going, the process, you're good, honey. Mm. You're good. You're dropping wisdom this episode. <laughs> I'm telling Thir- you, I- You turn 30 and it just makes you like an absolute wise, <laughs> I'm a wise, wise owl. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, but I it's love true. It. it is true. I feel like the takeaway is like love your body because yeah. it has done so damn much for you. And especially 100%. like fuck women, like we are just, there's, there's our- bodies There's are power there beings. yeah 100%. Our, ma- our bodies are literally magical beings so like love it so much cherish it celebrate celebrate it 100%. celebrate it go into the mirror right now drop your clothes and tell yourself three things say three say things three that you things. love about yourself seriously and i'm telling you if you do that every single morning it'll change your life and i don't say that lightly i literally mean it'll change i honestly think i'm gonna do it right now oh god i can't wait can you text me like what you say i will i will i will okay sweet can't 100%. wait 100 Uh, love you i love you too happy birthday you are genuinely one of the most incredible people (laughs) that i know and i want everyone out listening to go wish you a happy birthday because you deserve it Uh, i'm very proud of the person that you are 30 flirty and thriving thriving waxed waxed (laughs) no it doesn't rhyme (laughs) i tried to make it into like a vax wax thing and ready to relax yeah baby (laughs) thank you for this episode yes loved it 
This has been Accidental Friends with Aline and Kristen. This podcast was created by us and produced by Chloe Jackson. Thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on our Instagram at Accidental Friends Podcast and our website, accidentalfriendspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. We love you. See you on Thursday. <laughs>